Our text today comes to us from Luke chapter 4, beginning at verse 42. At daybreak, Jesus departed and went into a deserted place, and the crowds were looking for him. And when they reached him, they wanted to prevent him from leaving them. But he said to them, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to other cities also, for I was sent for this purpose. So he continued proclaiming the message in the synagogues of Judea. The word of the Lord. Holy God, we ask that you would be gracious to our seeking of your word in these moments, a word that can truly be spoken only by your spirit. We pray this in the name of the word made flesh. Amen. Jesus' ministry in Capernaum seems to have been going quite well. In the passage just before this text, we're told that all who had any who were ill from various diseases brought them to Jesus who laid hands on them and healed them. Before that, we're told that even the demons were proclaiming that Jesus is the Son of God. The crowds adored Jesus in Capernaum. So isn't it ironic that after all of that success that Jesus has in Capernaum, we're told that at daybreak, he fled town and went to a deserted place. I've heard a lot of preachers' stories. I've never heard anyone that says, my ministry was so successful, I had to leave town. So, So why does Jesus flee Capernaum to go to this deserted place? Is it because he was tired and needed R&R? The text doesn't say that. And this is still pretty early on in his ministry. And when the crowd finds Jesus in the deserted place, he makes it clear that his mission is to go and proclaim the kingdom to other crowds in other cities. So apparently, The deserted place is where Jesus went to be renewed in his identity and his mission. It is always hard to remember who you are when you're in the midst of a crowd. We live and work with a crowd. In fact, we live and work with many crowds. There's the crowd you have at school, perhaps a different crowd if you have a workplace, There's the crowd at the church, there's the crowd waiting for you back home, sometimes your family's expectations can feel like a crowd. Sometimes a a crowd of commitments and theological ideals and past hurts and dreams for the future all shove their way into your heart, and they don't necessarily all get along in there. Which is why I've never understood the advice when when you're confused about direction and someone says, well, just trust your heart. If, If your heart is anything like mine, many days it feels like there's a bad committee meeting going on in there. And everybody's trying to hijack the agenda, saying, no, no, pick me, pick me. You see, each of these crowds 
have an, an agenda for your life. And that agenda is not just to tell you what to do or how to do it or, or what to value. No, the agenda is to tell you who you are. The crowd in the academy and in the workplace tries to define you by your productivity. But your crowd of relationships and family say, no, no, it is your relationships that are at the core of who you are. Even the, the crowd on Route 206 has an agenda for you that's just to keep moving. And somehow, even that seeps into our identity. That's right, I've got to keep moving, I've got to keep moving. Jesus loved the crowds and was clear about his calling to serve them. But he never let the crowd tell him who he was. Earlier in chapter 4, Luke tells us about what happened when Jesus went to the hometown crowd in Nazareth. They had heard about the things that Jesus had done, and they were proud of him, so proud. They were even willing to call him the Messiah as long as he was just their Messiah. But when Jesus started talking about God's compassion upon the Gentiles, those who formerly spoke so well of Jesus grabbed hold of him and tried to throw him off a cliff. This is why Jesus is so clear about his need to move away to a deserted place. Perhaps this is why Jesus was wary of the success he was having in Capernaum, wary of those speaking well of him. Perhaps this is why he looked for a place that was deserted of crowds. Perhaps Jesus knew that the, the power of the crowd is not just in its ability to coerce, but in its capacity to be alluring to find its way into your heart. But if you bring that crowd with all of its conflicting agendas into your heart, if you take in either its uh, affirmation or its critique, either its appreciation for the way you uh, meet its expectations or its it's strong criticism for the way you do not. If you take all of that into your heart, it's gonna take over your life. And the first thing that the crowd's gonna do is take the person that God created and try to throw that person off the cliff. So if Jesus Christ, the incarnation of God, needed to get away to a deserted place to be renewed in his identity and mission, the chances are great that we do also. To go to the deserted place is to leave behind the demanding crowd, to set aside both the successes and the failures, both the affirmations and the criticisms, to set aside the crowd's agenda to construct your life in its own image of goodness and to draw alone with your creator, 
the only one you dare let define your life. Abraham, Hagar, Moses, David, Elijah, John the Baptist, Mary, the Apostle Paul, again, even Jesus, had to periodically move into these deserted places where they, they could hear angels speak to them, they, where they could hear the still, small voice of God. And by the way, at least some of those folks had to be extroverts. So you don't get an out by this by saying, well, I do better with people. Everybody has to have some time alone with God where you get clarity, again, about who you are and what you're about from the one who created you and who in Christ Jesus was dying to love you. Now, to, to go to a deserted place is, is sometimes difficult. It's not an easy place to be there. It's, it's not a place of entertainment which is our favorite way of retreating. There's no one else there, so it's hard to be impressive. It's sometimes a, a barren place, and we prefer abundance. It's not a particularly comfortable place to go to, but there's nothing about authentic spirituality that's always comfortable. Sometimes going to the deserted place can even feel dull. But the point of communing with God through a devotional life is, is not for the excitement, but it is to be renewed in your identity as one who lives in Christ, as one who was created and can only be created by the hands of God. It is to remember who you are and whose you are, it is to remember that you are the beloved with God in whom God is so pleased and no one can add conditions to that. Certainly no crowd. Again, Jesus loved the crowds and he calls us to do that also. But if you're going to be of any sacred use to your crowds, you have to find something holy to give them. Something found best in the deserted places. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.